Thank you for downloading the One Church Podsmead podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. To find out more about life at One Church, visit us online at thisisonechurch.com. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Uh, You've got a treat this morning because you've got buy one, get one free. So it's actually Liam's week to talk, but he's palmed it off on both of us. So this morning, if you can welcome Liam, my husband, up here, and we're going to tag team the message this morning. Yeah. Amazing. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Thank you. Is it, do you, is it something you wish to everybody? I'm not sure. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you wish to everybody. Okay, cool. I've had this idea in my head for quite a while, really, and um, and just kind of toying with these questions. And this, I, I suppose, just God just keeps putting snippets of things and uh, like messages, or, or I, I read something. It just think, and it's, it just comes to the forefront of my mind again. And I thought, like, it's my week to preach. And I thought, actually, it's really like I don't want to do it on my own. <laughs> so I thought it might work quite well as like a conversation um and particularly being on mother's day i thought like actually it's, get me out of bed to yeah, come and have yeah. but like i i just i, I want to talk about um so what do we do when when life feels out of control and uh and and, and in particular like i hope the whole aspect around like our, our mental health as, as christians what does that mean and uh, we're looking like we're look, currently looking at a series like uh, the cross changes everything and James did an amazing job last week of, of just delivering like what like actually this is such a great instruction that who who went away challenged and inspired yeah. to go away and just to get in the word a little bit more but like yeah amazing yeah yeah Maya did Maya did go home and Olivia. read a bible was oh was that Olivia yeah, yeah she is <laughs> Yeah, she's a big reader. She's a big reader. But like, and I've just kept having this, and I thought, you know what? Like, I, I, this, this is something that I really, I think, actually, the church doesn't, we don't talk about it enough or a lot. And um, it's something that I had a cold. Um, was it this week or last week? Yeah, but it's not got nothing to do with your mental health. Yeah, but... <laughs> Does it does delusional? Uh, it um, does. That was probably it. You've never, you've obviously never experienced monthly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I had a cold, and actually, like, I'm happy. You, I, 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 like, it's something that if we if we have some a physical ailment like that, yeah, it's, we're quite happy to discuss it and, and phone in work and say, yeah, I'm not coming in. I've got a cold. Um, but actually, if it's something a little bit more. Um, around maybe our thoughts or our mental health actually it's it's in this society in english society it's quite a difficult circumstance it's quite it's quite a difficult thing to bring up and talk about quite freely as we would a cold like we almost want to when you've got man flu it's almost a badge of honor it's like (laughs) but actually when there's something a little bit more going on actually it's 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 something that I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know whether it's British people or just people worldwide that actually it's something that we actually really struggle to talk about and be honest about. And actually, if in church, if if we if we believe that the Bi- that this that the Bible has 
answers and it's a guidebook and it's a reference book to how God wants us to live our lives and actually if we're talking about this whole theme leading up to Christmas the cross changes everything actually the cross the cross can influence the cross has an effect on our well-being the cross has an effect on who we are and how we live our lives and uh, I just wanted to um just talk about like, so what do we do when, when life feels out of control? What happens when we're stuck in the middle of something? Yeah. And we, we just want to touch on that this morning. Just like, what is that middle moment? Like, obviously, like we know Good Friday is as the day Christ was crucified. And then we celebrate on Sunday uh, his resurrection. But what is that yeah. Saturday all about? There's just a day in the middle that is just almost forgotten, but actually... The middle is so important in our lives. The middle is so integral to what God wants to do in mm. us. So I just want to open up on this, this first passage, which is in Luke chapter 23. And it starts out uh, verse 44 to 49. So it's chapter 23, 44 to 49. It says, It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things and I just wanted to just that that verse that um just that few words at the end just almost that middle moment that that last that that space where we feel in the middle of something um just that sums up like what the what the disciples they stood at a distance almost just stood in in shock almost stood in like an unknowing kind of thing of like the last few years they've they've lived this life with Jesus they've they've heard all these promises they've they've seen all this work out and and people's lives being transformed and then in a moment it feels that it's all just gone and it, it, there's almost just a sense of being of like what are we what 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 is ahead of us what is like I, I, all you can do is just stand I can, there isn't a word that I can get for to to explain this but I, I'm just stood there and like it's just all fallen away and I think we can we can assume that um that Jesus can be found in a certain place and and I think sometimes in our walk we assume great we assume things and we and we, we get into a rhythm we get in a routine of 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 uh, of coming to church of of going to life group of of do of going to a prayer meeting of going to work of like get up have breakfast and it's about routine and and we sometimes can assume that we'll meet God in a certain place and uh, this next verse that I want to pull out, and which is what I, I really want to like, just hope it forms like the basis of this conversation, of, of like actually, like it, it's saying that like we just can't assume anything with God. That in when something we've assumed that we're meeting God somewhere, God turns around and he says, like, "Hold on, like I I know what's going on. I know what is right for you. I know I know what's going on for you." So like this next scripture that is. I just really want to pull out a few things for us is, is Mark 
Um, chapter 6, verses 45 to 50. It starts off in verse 45. He's talking about Jesus walking on water. He says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was all alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them. Walking on the lake, he was about to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. And you know, I, I just like I just thought, what what an amazing kind of like story what an amazing piece of scripture just to pull out just to talk about like what is it when when we feel that life is out of control when we when we feel like we're in that middle moment that that sense of being lost that um that Jesus is just passing by and you know we have a we have a tendency to um you know, when we when we find ourselves in despair, we have a tendency, or, or we've got we're going through something, an, an anxious moment, or we're finding ourselves trapped in that in that place in our heads. And you know, I like like I'm I'm like I'm quite an, I'm quite an introverted person. Like I'm quite outgoing. I'm quite outspoken sometimes. But like I'm actually I quite enjoy my own space, and I I, I like to be alone. Lisa, Lisa knows this. Opposites attract. <laughs> but like I, I, and actually, and and that's something that I enjoy. That's something that energizes me. Sometimes I need space just to be alone, yeah. just to be in my own head, just to be in my own space, just to gather a few things, um, and that's where I get energy, and that's what that's what happens naturally in me. But actually. Like I, there's a fine line between what happens in us naturally and that being a, a healthy thing and a good thing for us, and a place where actually, if we're going through something that's really difficult, is that actually we we withdraw ourselves more and more and more. And I I think I could I could I can say like I've I've got to that place before. I've not maybe yeah. gone like into something that's really like something. Like, like a really like it's actually gripped my life and it's something that's like depression or anxiety but actually I've, I've withdrawn to places and and really like actually this isn't a healthy place for me to be because I've I've withdrawn thinking I'm I'm getting energy but I've actually and that's our tendency as humans yeah. for people that are wired that way as yeah. well is that we, we're hitting against something. We're, we're, we're like struggling with something. We're struggling with despair. We're struggling with some anxiety. And, and we naturally retract. We naturally step yeah. out of it just to kind of reorganize ourselves and gather ourselves. But actually, our tendency is just to withdraw completely. Yeah. And the thing that we need the most, which is relationship with others, that actually the thing that is going to see us through that, the thing that God has designed for us to to be that, because He's designed us to be together. Yeah. It's the whole reason that we meet. That we we are church is that God wants us to be together. He doesn't yeah. want us to be alone. And we we we've. I think it's so easy to slip into that that place where we just withdraw and we. And we get into a really bad place in our own mm. minds, in our own heads. And uh, we run from people yeah. rather than to them. 
And on the flip side of that, I suppose as an extrovert, a person who gets energy from being around other people, you can flip that and do it totally the opposite way as well. So you can end up going to everybody around you and your problem becomes their problem and your experience becomes their experience and it blows it more and more and more and more out of proportion. So like in that story there um, in Mark, like Jesus had already told them, I'm going to stay here for a while you go over over the water and I'll meet you there so here's here's like the savior of the world who only does as his father's doing um telling them to go across to the other side um so if Jesus tells you that you know that he's not made a mistake they're supposed to go to the other side. They're supposed to be there. They're supposed to go over the other side. So, like, Jesus wasn't worried about the fact there was going to be a storm because he knew that they were going to be on the other side when they got to the other side. But in that moment, there was two things. So, so Liam's type of person that sat in this room today would have withdrawn and like, oh, I don't even know how to do this. Like, get me away. I, I can't. And, and, and stay in a way and out of relationship. And then there's the other side of the people that would have been going hysterical and like, what are we doing? And, and one person saying, we, we must have made a mistake, like Jesus has let us down and blah, blah. And it gets bigger and bigger and more wilder and wilder as they're getting hysterical trying to battle against the winds of life. And, and there's two types, isn't there? But somewhere in the middle, the healthy middle is like, I need relationship with people who are going to encourage me that Jesus told us to do this. And and I'm not gonna go that way where I'm getting hysterical. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this scared. Yeah. I'm gonna keep moving scared because sometimes that's that's the reality, isn't it? And that's that's what you read in that story. And yeah. did you wanna? Yeah, and I, I just to pick up on like it's all in the follow. It's mm. it's what we're following. Um, you know, if if we start to. Like just as Lisa was saying, the disciples followed. They'd followed him and they'd just watched him feed thousands of people, and then they, he said, "I'll meet you. I'll meet you in Bethsaida." And then they go, and then suddenly they're stuck in this in this moment, mm. in this in this sense of like of drift. Yeah. And 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 that's so easy, isn't it? If we lose track of what we're following, yeah. it's so easy to just drift into something else uh, and lose perspective. I suppose that's. Um, like lose perspective as the power of the cross that actually it's not just something that we we look at mm. on on good friday it's not just something that we're aware of but mm. actually we lose perspective of the cross when we allow ourselves to drift and be distracted by these things that are happening in yeah. the middle yeah totally and i think every every season or every story it has in in any expression of of any kind of narrative at all there is a beginning a middle and an end so whether you're reading your kid a bedtime story or you've got this great book or you're reading about something in history or whatever it is there's always a beginning a middle and an end and we all experience sometimes multiple all at the same time um seasons where there's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end and and i think the middle area is the area where things can get wild aren't they yeah it's the it's the bit so like in the story of easter 
that we're celebrating. Just like Liam said earlier, we've got the, the cross on Friday. Oh my goodness. Now we know, because we know the end of the story, that that was just the beginning. <laughs> and then there was Saturday, <laughs> this middle bit. And then there was the end. And I just love the fact that Jesus multiple times told the disciples, the son of God is going to die. And on the third day, we'll raise again to life. So that he told them in stories that they could remember. He, told it, he, he talked about um, stories that were from the Old Testament, from the Torah, that, um, that all of the Jewish boys would have known. And he said, I'm fulfilling this. He kept telling them that that's what's going to happen. Yet, when the darkness came, that Liam read at the beginning in Luke, when that moment came and 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 Jesus said it is finished and it was his last breath there's this moment of middle there's this middle moment that all the disciples all the people that love Jesus experienced where it was like oh, I thought that was the beginning now it looks like the end and it's this middle moment where um we all experience these pauses in life that are where our, our thought life, where anxiety can start to get out of control. Everybody expe experiences, you're lying if you said you've never been anxious. You're lying if, you've, if you say you've never been depressed. You're, you're lying, okay, so we'll just clear that up right now. But we all experience these middle moments where these things can start to get out of control beyond where we are that this this feeling of despair and despondence and disappointment can you imagine the feeling of disappointment in that moment it would have been overwhelming and and there's so many different examples of the way that the disciples reacted in in the story and so there's like peter who like denied everything like oh I didn't know Jesus like he's like I because he was afraid of getting in trouble too and he, that's how he reacted in his middle moment and then you've got people like Thomas so people you know that whole phrase of doubting Thomas you're a doubting Thomas comes from Thomas one of the disciples who was like I would not believe it if he was alive again and but can you imagine if that's where he got to where he was like, unless I see the scars in his hand, unless, unless I see that, I'm not going to believe that Jesus is risen from the dead. So he gets there. But in his middle moment, I can imagine him being like, I thought that was it. I thought he really was the Messiah. I thought he really was the saviour. But now, like, he's dead and I'm disappointed. And that would have been his middle moment experience, would have been like that, this overwhelming sense of disappointment and like l lack of focus. And then you've got people like Mary and Martha who, who they, they started the mourning process. They started, they started the grieving process, like that thing's dead. And sometimes in our middle moments, we can be like those just three examples of you just get overwhelmed with disappointment and go back to fishing. You deny that you ever even experienced that thing that you experienced or you start the grieving process, that that thing's dead. But we just want to encourage you today that actually middle moments mean there's an end point coming 
And that's the beautiful thing about Jesus, is if Jesus has given you a promise, if Jesus has told you it's going to be okay, I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I've got more than enough grace for you. If he's given you all those words that actually... When it feels too much, when it feels overwhelming, when it feels like you're totally out of control, Jesus is still working. Because what was he doing in that middle day? He was taking the keys of hell and death and he was binding up death forever. How cool is that? He was doing all this work in the background in our lives that we had no idea about. He was confident, he knew. He, he could go through that. He knew that the middle day was coming. He knew that it was going to be the worst thing ever. But actually, Jesus was still working. And I think that's the trick, is knowing that on the middle day, Jesus is still at work. And if you're here this morning and, and you're, you're in that middle day or, and people in your world are in that middle day and you're just like, oh, just, just know that Jesus is working. Jesus is working in the background. He's got it. He's covered it. He's in it. You don't need to panic. You don't need to worry. And uh, Liam's going to unpack some things in just a second about this. But like, just know that Jesus is in it. And just like linking it in with Mother's Day as well. Sometimes it can really feel like the middle day will never end when you've got children and, and you watch them go through uh, difficult things. I know some of your stories in here and you're watching your kids go through some real rough stuff and you're watching different people in your world and you know that you can't do anything in that middle moment. You can't do anything. But actually Jesus says, hey, I'm in the middle moment with you. I'm in the middle moment with yeah. you. I'm, I'm doing stuff in the background. I'm working. And, and that's it. And I think that's, that's really great because it's actually like in that in that middle moment yeah. and um I just going I, I was just looking at it and it's it says in Mark and it says um shortly before dawn he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by. And I just think that's like such a like almost like is Jesus just blind being like completely blind to what's going on? <laughs> Like just like you're almost like this guy just like just floating across the sea and like oh there's some people but like actually like it's it's not like for some reason my my instantly go to like that image but actually I think it's more of an image of like I've just spent like the last three like three years like and you've with you guys building you guys up you've seen like miracles like going like they've literally that afternoon seen Jesus feed four thousand five thousand people like seeing this amazing miracle and then he's, he's giving them an instruction I will meet you in Bethsaida you get in the boat go across I'll meet you there and um and he's like on his like I suppose just drifting on his way and then the disciple he sees he's like what are you guys doing here <laughs> like um like what, what what's like what's the matter yeah it's like I I said I'd meet you there like why would why would I not fulfill my promise yeah. why would I not not meet you if I've said something if I've said I'm going to meet you there why would I not fulfill that mm. and um but that's the moment is that. They cried out because they saw him and he was terrified. And he says, and then he gets in the boat. And in that middle moment, Jesus, mm. like, 
as he's passing by and he says, oh, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. He doesn't say, oh, well, I'll you, you, just you carry on uh, the way you are and I'll, I'll meet you over there when, when, when the sun's a little bit brighter over there on land. But he actually gets in the boat. But I think actually, like when we find ourselves in moments like that, when we find ourselves in that space, I think even as Christians, like there's almost a bit of guilt and shame that like, well, should I be feeling this? Should yeah. like why why am I experiencing it? what's wrong with me? Why like what's going like if I'm a Christian I'm declaring these things what's wrong with me? Mm. And almost it can add to the the stress and the anxiety because you think well what am I doing wrong? Mm. Like what 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 am I not doing right? Like and then you start to feel guilty that oh well I should be a better Christian or I should mm. be, like there's even more shame added to it. But actually Jesus just steps in the boat yeah. and he's like yeah, we're not on land yet, but I'm gonna. I'm with you. I'm stepping in. I'm. I'm. I'm with this in you. And I think sometimes in those moments we can feel so distant, and and the guilt and the shame maybe thinks actually like I don't know if I can be close to God. I don't know how to get close to God, and and we can feel that there's a distance. But actually, Jesus is saying, actually, in that middle moment, yeah, like. I'm I'm probably I'm closer than you could even think or imagine, yeah. like because actually to get to that site, to get to the land, to get to Bethsaida, to get to wherever God's promises for you, actually there's work that I've got to do here. Yeah, there's there's something that you need to deal with. There's something that you need to s- start working mm. on with me. Mm. And actually, God is. I think God's saying he's like in that scripture actually. In those middle moments, you might feel distance, you might feel lost, you might feel like you're drowning, but I, I'm closer. I am closer than you can wow. ever think of. Wow. And um, That's really amazing as well. Like, just, just stop on that point for a second. It's like you, that thought of, like, shame of not being okay is the worst thing ever and it is totally not Jesus's plan if you feel ashamed of feeling anxious overwhelmed depressed because you know that Jesus is who he says he is but you still feel and are still experiencing the same thing I just want to release you from that for a second because shame has nothing to do with Jesus okay that's where the enemy comes in and he lies to you and says you should be ashamed of this because isn't Jesus this the prince of peace isn't jesus this wonderful counselor and you say that you're a christian and you know that is an absolute out and out lie okay that's an out and out lie and that is not god's best for you okay never be ashamed of that never be ashamed of that okay it's that's like the like don't just stop (laughs) okay that is not what god speaks over you today he says I love you. I'm in this with you. We're going to deal with this together. And you should never be ashamed of what your church family think either. Okay? Not all of them need to know. (laughs) But you should never think, oh, I need to hide this. Because the longer you hide it, the longer it takes for those things to emerge and Jesus to deal with it. But what are some of the things, because I know this is something that you've been doing a lot of thinking about, some of the things... Like that, we can do. So Jesus yeah. is in it. He he's doing it with us for us. It's not a grace thing, but sometimes there's a few things that we can do mm. to make it. Um, yeah, well. and and that's it. And actually, like 
Jesus steps into the boat and he's saying, like, I'm with you in this moment, but actually, like, I don't want us to dwell. I don't want us to dwell and mm. and and wallow in this. Like we're in this moment in the middle, but actually there is still a destination. There's still a promise. Yeah. There's still some things to work through. And uh, I and I just think actually he, he well Jesus actually says he says immediately he spoke to them and said take courage it is I don't be afraid. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's 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 starting off with taking courage like yeah. I'm, I'm going to push forward I'm going to take courage and push forward because Jesus Jesus is with me God's got a promise for me and, it, and it's in that go it's in that push yeah and um and just and, and I suppose just to part of that is actually we start with worship part of the push forward part of the courage builder is worship because worship is isn't just about singing a song it's not just about yeah. having a few songs before somebody gets up to preach but actually it's 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 going from singing to actually something that is a lifestyle and and worship actually shifts responsibility um because it it, it it helps us align our priorities mm -hmm. into what may be actually i'm working these three things on my own to actually these aren't my things to carry yeah these aren't my things to carry because mm. Jesus has died on a cross to carry that. So yeah. when I try to carry it, actually, I'm drawing away from yeah. the. I'm I'm saying actually that the power that what happened on the cross is redundant because I'm carrying it. Yeah. But actually, Jesus has has already he's already won yeah. that battle, and it's just actually I just need to shift my perspective. Mm. And I think when we when we start to really struggle with those things and and start to have the like feeling anxious feelings mm. and despair is actually we've taken on a responsibility that isn't ours to carry yeah which is true because like it, I feel like worship fulfills that like well-known scripture of like cast your burdens mm. unto Jesus for he cares for you you know you know yeah. what I mean and like we know those songs and like if you've grown up in Sunday school went to C of E school <laughs> any anything like that you know it and it says it in in Peter and and what worship does is it it does that because it's easy to say cast your burdens onto Jesus he cares for you what the heck does that mean when I'm losing the plot do you know what I mean but actually when we worship it's the practical outworking of I'm casting my burdens onto Jesus because there's nothing I can do and Jesus can do everything and that's it it's, it's just about shifting those things actually those things that can weigh us down and actually collapse us eventually because it just becomes too much of a burden yeah. for us to carry Worship is the start of that. Actually, I'm not carrying this, so it just sheds off me. And actually, I'm using it for God's. It becomes something that consumes us and crushes us to something that glorifies God. Because I'm putting not. I'm not taking responsibility. I'm passing the. I'm. I'm. I'm deflecting it. I'm passing the responsibility yeah. on to somebody that has carried it and has the has the power to carry it yeah. and has the power to defeat it and 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 and, and hold it. Yeah. And I I don't need to I don't need to be burdened. I don't need to carry those things. And and so like I think worship is and it's it's not just it's not just about singing. It's not just putting a worship music on. It's it's mo it's about moving, getting in that space, but. Yeah 
moving it from something that is a song to something that is a lifestyle, that every area of my life is worship. Every area of my life I'm saying, God, I give you glory in this. I honour you in this. I, 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 I declare with my mouth your promises, yeah. the great thing, how great you are, the great things that you have done. Yeah. Everything that we sing in a song... Everything we sing, I declare it over every situation in my life. Like when I'm going to work and I don't want to be there. Like actually you've called me to excellence. You've called me to do good works. Speaking into situations when there's a conversation I don't want to have. Actually like I'm I'm called to build build through my conversation. And then like maybe some more like I think another thing that I've, I've... I, I like through my work. I, I, I'm around like the whole sort of like disability and mental health um, is, is what is what I work for Barnwood Trustees. What that's it, they're all about, and and so I'm I suppose I'm talking about it a lot, and I'm hearing about it a lot, and actually it's just in that like what is well-being for us physically, and yeah. actually for, to to grow spiritually, we need to be f- physically. In a, in a right place yeah. and just, it's as simple as just going to bed at the right time getting into a, a right sleeping pattern and um, I, I heard that actually for, to, to be to get like look after ourselves physically we need to be out in some sunshine or daylight in morning daylight not mm. just any day it's it's something in the so morning if you're sleeping in till 12. so if you're sleeping in until midday actually it's gonna. It's just gonna wear you out. It's gonna. It's. It actually affects you physically, and then spiritually, you struggle because you're you're trying to read the Bible. Or you're trying to connect to God, and there's these whole things that you've done physically to your body yeah. that actually are holding you back yeah. because actually I'm not. I've, I'm. I'm not looking after myself. I'm not getting exercise. I'm not being out in the sunshine. I'm. I'm not eating right. And and it I, it all affects us. It all affects our well being. It all affects who we are and how we feel. But actually, ultimately, understanding and believing the person that God is yeah. t- says that we are. Yeah. It, it, it actually physic- physical things affect our identity spiritual in God, things, and yeah. and it it ultimately affects our spiritual life as well. Yeah, and and just like just kind of wrapping up, I suppose. Like, we've got to remember that God created us spiritually and physically. He created our spiritual being, which we we talk about a lot in church, like all that sort of stuff. But actually, he created us physical beings. He knows how this system (laughs) works. And sometimes, um, sometimes things don't connect up here. There's chemical reactions in your body that aren't working properly. And, and sometimes there's um, stuff that we can do to help that. Sometimes we need some help from doctors too, okay? Totally believe in that. I will pray for you that you get freedom from stuff. But actually, you've got to be real. Like, sometimes you need to go to the doctor and get help. That's cool. Do it. I know a million people that, that have and do and, and no longer need to be on medication and, those, and no longer have to have CBT and, uh, you know, talking therapies and stuff. But you've got to do both because God created you as a physical being 
and a spiritual being. And both of those things are cool. In fact, there's a story in, in the Bible about uh, Elijah and he's amazing uh, prophet of God. And the story is a bit gruesome and basically he takes on these 400 prophets of Baal and uh, and he's like, my God's better than your God. It was one of those scenarios. And 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 uh, and he says like go on then you pray to your gods uh, your god and and see if he'll send down fire onto your altar they built two altars and see if god sends down fire onto your altar and it will burn up and um and so they're there and it says that they were cutting themselves that they were calling out to their god baal and and nothing happened Elijah goes okay let's just pour like 10 gallons of water onto my sacrifice over here uh, we're gonna we're gonna get just drench it get it soaking wet and he just said God this sacrifice is for you everything burns up even the stones of the altar burns up and then he goes and kills these 400 prophets but it's very it's very gruesome it'd be a great movie but it's very gruesome but the point is this, he's just done this incredible thing where he's like like totally vindicated God and done something on God's behalf and and like you'd if you were a person in that king you'd be afraid of Elijah, right? But in this moment, the queen of the time, Jezebel, she sends words back to Elijah like I am gonna kill you <laughs> for doing this. One woman and Elijah runs away. He legs it. He is overwhelmed, petrified, full of anxiety, full of despair, finds himself in the desert. And uh, the beautiful thing is this, like God sends an angel to him to tend to him. And the angel didn't come in and like, get up, mighty warrior, or anything like that. He said, go to sleep. Sleep. Then when he woke up, here's some food. He fed him. Go back to sleep now. Have another rest. See, Jesus, God is interested in our physical as much as our spiritual. He's just seen this incredible miracle where fires come from heaven and burnt up this altar and all the stuff that followed. He's petrified of one person, overwhelmed by one thing. And Jesus' response, God's response, go to sleep, have some food. We've got to be real about the fact that God is interested in both. He's interested in both. And we all experience these middle days. Some of our middle days last a long time. Some of our middle days are just short. But the, today we just, we're just going to respond and I'm, me and Liam will pray for you. and um, Just to say, hey, like... Don't avoid community. Don't avoid what's going on on the inside. Don't ignore it. Don't feel shame about it. Be real about it and know that the third day is coming. He who has promised is faithful. And you can believe that on behalf of someone you love who's perhaps not here. You can believe that on behalf of yourself or your friend who you know is here and is struggling with those things. But we're going to be a church that attends to those things. Is that okay? Can I just add, just, actually that's really a really good point, is that actually community is the key in this, is that God God wants us to be together. Just in that story, the disciples were in it together. Mm. 
like they were in the storm together. There wasn't one of them that was lost on a boat on his own, but actually the disciples were in it together. And, and that is, God has designed us that way, that actually he, we, he wants us to be a community. And, and I, I, I think just as on this Mother's Day, it might seem a bit of a weird thing to talk about on Mother's Day, but actually it's just cel- actually we're in this and some of us here might not feel like celebrating but we're going to celebrate together we're going to celebrate this moment together and um and i know myself there's some things i just can't be bothered doing i don't want to do but i push myself I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy this middle moment. I'm going to enjoy this because I'm with people and I'm going to push myself to enjoy spending time with people. I'm going to push myself to enjoy this middle moment. I don't quite understand it. I don't quite yeah. feel like celebrating, but I'm going to push myself to celebrate yeah. because I know that that's what God's designed for me. That's what God's plan is yeah. for me to be together. Yeah. to share myself with other people yeah beautiful so I just want to invite you to respond right now and some of you need to respond for yourself and some of you need to respond for others but we're going to say we're in this together so if at the moment you're feeling that middle day whatever it is it might not be anxiety and depression it might be something else just feeling overwhelmed by something or just whatever it is or like a miracle that you've been praying for hasn't happened yet if you're experiencing a middle day i'm not going to ask everybody to close their eyes but i'm just going to ask you just to pop up your hand so we know who we're praying with yeah brilliant 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 beautiful Let's pray, shall we, together? If you're not feeling the need to respond, that's okay. You pray for the person sat next to you. Jesus. Jesus. We thank you, God, that you are working in our middle days. That God, though our our third day seems a long way off, though we feel overwhelmed right now, though we feel despair right now, though we feel anxiousness right now, though we feel overwhelmed with depression, whether we're waiting on that miracle and we can't even imagine it happening, whatever it is, Lord God, in that middle moment, Jesus, you're just passing by. And you're getting in our boats and you're saying, I I promised you, I promised you, I'm meeting you on the other side. Right now, Father, I just... In the spiritual, I just declare a release from anxiety. I just declare a release from depression. Father, I have seen you heal people time and time again. And I've seen the most unreal things happen where people came in full and riddled with anxiousness that kept them up all night, that kept them their bodies physically retained. And Father, I've seen people set free in a moment. 
And I've also seen people that have gone on a journey with you where you have just worked in their heart, that you have revealed things through your kindness, layer after layer of healing and wholeness and, and that brokenness restored. And, and Father, I just pray right now for both of those types of miracles, that God, that we would see release for certain people. And God, that we would see the beginning of a journey towards something incredible. That God, that we would have testimony after testimony of how, Father, we have just positioned ourselves in community. And we've done things that look after our physical body as much as we can. And God, you've just worked in our minds, in our hearts. Right now, I just pray for freedom in this place. I pray, Lord God, for release in this place. I pray for protection over hearts and minds. Right now, in the power of your name, that our middle days would be short. And God, that we would just remember that Jesus, through your death on the cross, through your broken body on the cross, through the weight of my guilt and my shame. And then as your body was laid in that tomb and it looked like it was all over, actually you were shutting up hell and all its work. You were shutting up sin and all its work in this world forever. And on the third day you rose to life and you brought my life with it. That it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead that lives in us. And Father, we just thank you for that right now. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that that is who you are. That you've risen again from the dead and you've brought my life with it. And I just speak fullness of life over every heart, over every mind, over every person that seems so far from you. Just speak life in the name of Jesus. And if you believe it, why don't you say amen? Amen. Beautiful. Hey, why don't you just uh, thank Liam, because he did most of the prep on that.